The issues that matter most, right here. The Drew Mariani Show. On Relevant Radio. I went to that priest and I confessed my sins in the beautiful sacrament of reconciliation. And I'm telling you, it is like the burden of the world came off of me. Everything. I felt such a freedom in getting it all out. Because you see, the enemy has power in secrets. But when we bring it into the light in the sacrament of reconciliation, God uses that priest as his instrument to convey that absolution, that freedom to forgive us of all of our sins. And it's a freedom not that a psychologist or psychiatrist can give. It's a freedom that only comes through the grace of God. I felt like a newborn baby. I felt like I was a young child. I can't even begin to describe how I felt after that Thursday when I went to confession. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, that was an excerpt from a brand new uh, documentary that is out. It's called The Miracle Box, and it has been produced by a longtime producer, now a Catholic priest who's continuing to use his gifts to uh, to try to evangelize uh, by continuing to work on these documentaries. Uh, Father John Clote uh, will be joining me in a second. If you want information, grab a pen and paper. We'll tell you how to get a hold of this. But uh, I, I think it's such a wonderful, powerful gift. You've heard a story of Padre Pio. This, this documentary is something that I think every RCIA class should have. I think it is a, every Catholic school should have. I think every household should have. So you can truly understand the beauty, the power that transpires during the Eucharist. You know, St. Faustina records in her diary, as I was sharing with you, how, how this is the sacrament of mercy. Uh, you know, Jesus told her is, is where the greatest miracles take place, that he's only hidden by the priest, that these miracles take place over and over again. And, you know, how do you understand that? St. Thomas Aquinas, who is one of the great theologians, one of the great church doctors, um, he wrote, and I was always struck by his what he had to say about confession. He wrote that the greatest miracle, the Lord says, look, even if you're dead, even if your body was like a corpse, decay, no hope of restoration within this sacrament, if your soul was like that, it would be completely restored. Aquinas wrote that the miracle of restoration, that the salvation of a soul is in the eyes of God, a greater miracle than the creation of the universe itself. The material universe is something that is brought into being just for a time, right? One day it will pass into nothing. God is eternal, right? A soul that is saved, your soul, it's created to live for all eternity. The universe will fade away. It'll collapse. It'll end. You were created to live forever. So in the case of the salvation of a soul, the effects of God's action in that sacrament, that sacrament of reconciliation, in that sense, the creation of the universe, Aquinas argues, is is less a miracle than the rescue of a single human soul. And in confession, that's what happens. You're restored in new. It is where the greatest miracles take place. I'm joined right now by Father John Clote, the producer, director, the writer of this brand new film on confession called The Miracle Box. Uh, it's good to have him here with me today. He's also uh, a parochial vicar and joins us from the great state of, of Arizona. Father Cloak, welcome. Good to have you here. Good afternoon, Drew. Thanks for having me. Hey, great job on your on your documentary. Uh, I watched it 
enjoyed it immensely. Love the stories and and love what you're doing there. Uh, before we take calls, before we do anything else, let, let's talk a little bit about it. What motivated you to do it? This is one of those topics where it can be a big disconnect for a lot of people. You know, you go to mass, you see the people lining up for communion, but those confession lines tend to be relatively empty depending where you go. Um, what motivated you to do it? And, and and tell me a little bit about the project. I think the reason uh, I wanted to, to do this film is, is not just as a, as a priest, um, but, but also as a penitent, I saw the immense power that is contained in the sacrament. It is an encounter with Jesus Christ. It's a, it's one of the seven sacraments. So it's a promised encounter with Christ and, and a promised area of, of, uh, and vessel of grace. And then, as you know, I've done a lot of work on the divine mercy message and devotion and trying to promulgate and, and, um, and evangelize about St. Faustina and, and the beautiful mercy that our Lord offers us and how he explains and expresses his mercy um, to a very simple soul and uh, in, in Faustina and how that message um, just caught fire. And the things which you just, you just quoted some of her diary, um, the, the, the power that is contained within that sacrament. And there's, there's, I saw very real reasons why people were avoiding the confessional. It was because of fear. It was because of shame. Uh, it was because of, because of ignorance, because of, of not realizing really what they were missing or even the harm they were doing to their own soul by, by not uh, going and, 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 um, and doing what our, our church and the gospel and Jesus Christ himself commands us to do, which is to repent and believe in the gospel. And we all have those um, echoes in our own head that says I'm too sinful or I just keep repeating the same sin. So it's useless or I'm too embarrassed or, you know, I'm too far gone. You know, God will never forgive me. Um, or the, the favorite is I'll just tell my sins directly to God. And that's convenient, but it's not biblically based, unfortunately. So um, the, the, the power within the sacrament, I thought if I could show that, by almost like a, 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 a conversation with a friend over coffee of what they experience in the sacrament. And it's just so powerful. And I heard millions of these stories. And of course, um, as Father Mike Schmidt says, as a priest, you get kind of a front row you know, view of the, the power and the work and the efficacy of the sacrament. And this is, it's, it's, not, um, it's not vapor. It's not uh, something that you, you need a Ph.D. or a degree in theology to, to grasp. When you have an encounter with Jesus Christ, you feel it, and you feel it in a major way in the sacraments. And so uh, just so the power of storytelling is, is really what I wanted to capture yeah. there. I think, I think hopefully we've done that. Well, I love it. We'll talk about some of the stories that are in the, the film, and it's well worth saying. Let me take a phone call for you. You talk about the amazing feeling that takes place in the confessional, what happens there. But Joseph is listening in, in New Jersey. He'd been away from confession for 20 years. Joseph, good afternoon. You're on the air with Father Cloak. Hello, Father. How are you doing? Hey, great. Hello there, Welcome. Joseph. I just want to say, so you know, follow what you've been describing. You know, your friend saying and others saying about being afraid, being ashamed, you know, being worried about having the same sin over and over. You know, I felt that for a long time. 
as you said, I was away from the sacrament for 20 years, and when I finally went back a few years ago, and, you know, you finally get it all out, and you hear those words, I absolve you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The feeling I got of relief, of gratitude, of grace, it was indescribable. And so knowing that, you know, I never am too far gone, or, or the repetition doesn't make it any less forgivable, um, it just makes me encourage every Catholic to go to confession. If you've been away for too long, if you're afraid of judgment from from the priest don't be it is an amazing thing to hear those words and know that you are you know forgiven joseph you make a fantastic point when we look at the sacraments the sacraments make the invisible visible and with confession they make the inaudible audible and so we hear those words and there is a profound healing and restoration that can take place with the grace of God for someone who has who has struggled perhaps uh, perhaps with habitual sin or with deep shame or uh, as in the case of Daphne Gutierrez who's highlighted in the film you know she said I had sins I thought God could never forgive me wow. and 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 when when we when we have just enough trust to walk to the confessional and and kneel down as Faustina tells, um, as our Lord tells Saint Faustina, the blood from the cross, the blood from the Paschal mystery, flows down from the cross and covers us and ennobles the soul. It isn't what we do; it's what Christ has done. We are called to repent. We are called to to recognize our need for redemption and for our Savior who we find in the person of Jesus Christ and and he really does the rest and there's such a beautiful process that takes place i interviewed a college student who said he went every week for almost one year of his college when he returned to the sacrament he said i was amazed how every time it was different and that is true and that's because the the holy spirit is present christ is present and it is an encounter with christ and and you can never get used to that and the the power that the church uh, avails us is is available to it's available to all of us mm-hmm. if we just with humility you know approach the confessional and ask our lord for forgiveness and he, and it will be there he promises us we just had a phone call from a, a lady who was listening to the conversation. She said she's been away from confession for 40 years, and now she's going to be heading back. And I just want to say to anyone who's listening, you know, if the Holy Spirit is putting that tug on your heart, do it. It'll be liberating, and it will even be healing. You know, Father, you and I were talking. You just mentioned uh, Daphne Gutierrez, and uh, you highlight her in the film. I, I spoke to her on the air years ago. And I go back to what the Lord told St. Faustine in that diary entry where the greatest miracles take place and they are incessantly repeated. And of course, that's the healing of the soul. That's the liberation from sin. It's breaking those bonds uh, of attachment to to evil. But God also heals. And I think back, and I was making this point a little bit earlier, quite often Christ would exercise. He would cast out demons before he'd bring about healing. In the case of Daphne, it wasn't just her heart that was healed. As you pointed out, she had sinned. She didn't think God would ever be able to forgive, but he actually healed her physically. Why don't you share her story? I think it's such a wonderful tale. 
So Daphne Gutierrez was uh, uh, a Phoenix woman. She had three children, and she had been away from the sacraments and from the church and actually had developed a, a real animosity towards faith. And she said, I just couldn't believe. I just, I just couldn't believe. She didn't, hadn't even had her kids baptized. And uh, she became um, more seriously uh, afflicted with a chronic um, eye problem, which eventually robbed her of her sight. And it meant eventually that she was losing her kids. She was going to be put in a nursing home, and she was just at the end of a rope. She had experienced other real crosses in her life of domestic violence, the loss of a child, um, uh, and, and just abuse, a, kind of an abusive upbringing. She, uh, at the insistence of her sister-in-law, went to a Catholic church here in Phoenix <clears throat> a number of years ago, uh, St. Joseph's Maronite Church, and she went to just pray at the insistence of her her, uh, her sister-in-law. At that time, they were hearing confessions. Uh, they had had a mass. They were uh, had some relics of St. Charbel there as well. And so there were probably a couple hundred people in this very small church. And she went in, and her sister-in-law uh, said, Daphne, they're hearing confessions. You need to go to confession. Her first reaction, as she says in the film, is, I'm not going to confession. I'm not going. Now, this is a lady who is who who even admitted I was there to ask God to heal me. And she was on a cane. She was on her white cane. She was completely blind. We interview some of her doctors that uh, that that cared for. her. She goes to confession. She uh, experiences something that she she to this day cannot even really articulate in in words. And she said that when she was in there, she came out, she asked her sister-in-law who was in there in the confessional with me. And the sister-in-law said, nobody. And she said, well, somebody was put their hand on my shoulder. And uh, she said, no, it was just the priest. And the priest was, was in there, but nobody else was in there to put their hand on your shoulder. Long story short, she says that's when everything began to happen, right after that confession. She felt that this is, this is a woman who's completely blind. She uh, asked to be driven home. She was exhausted. Uh, and long story short, uh, for the interest of time, Drew, with, within uh, 48 hours, she had, she had a 2020 vision restored. Her husband didn't even believe her when this happened. He, he, it started to come back slowly over a period of time. She woke up in the middle of the night uh, or the next morning, I'm sorry, early the next morning and her eyes were burning. She said it smelled like burnt meat and she was experiencing something and that she should clearly had a lot of pain in her eyes. And then all of a sudden uh, she went to her doctor's they did all of these tests. They even said, we're not sure what's going on. You have to come back the next day. She did. And he finally just asked her, and we, we show this in the film. He says, what did you do? He says, you have 20-20 vision. After this, there was an enormous, um, obviously, interest in this case. And um, many doctors got involved. Three specialists who, who, who deal specifically just with her her type of chronic blindness or illness um, studied. There's never been a case like this. And there's absolutely, as the doctor says, there's no medical reason 
that this could possibly happen or should have happened. And it was an instant cessation of a chronic illness that she'd had for a very long time. And so that makes it even more uh, remarkable. And so I spoke to Daphne about three weeks ago. Uh, and she was actually, uh, we, we did a premiere here in Phoenix and she was on a panel with me and her beautiful brown eyes look wonderful. And she's, uh, she's still a mom and taking care of her kids and, and trying to be the best Christian and Catholic she can be. And, uh, she, she says in the film, you got to open your heart. He, she said, he, he goes in through your heart. He goes in through your heart. So it's a beautiful story. But the, the most important thing with Daphne and her story is that she was healed of a spiritual blindness. Yep. The physical blindness is almost, you know, a, a chip shot for God. It's, 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 it, you know, not to dismiss it, but the most important thing is she had her, she had the supernatural life of the soul restored yep. because she was humble enough to say, I need to seek reconciliation with my God and to ask for forgiveness for my sins. And he did the rest. And the way he, 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 um, shared his divine life with Daphne Gutierrez is a quite amazing story. And he wants to do that with all of us. I, I love that story. What well, one of my favorites, uh, and I play it every year. I go back and I revisit that maybe later next week. We'll, we'll go ahead and do that. If you've never heard it, uh, I'll share part of that on the air, but you know, I want to speak to this point and I'd like your, your take on that. I know you've been involved in, in, um, uh, deliverance and some other type of ministries. Um, uh, when, when it comes to division in the family, when there's pornography, when there's infidelity, when there's anger, when there's addiction, when there's uh, chronic disease, when there are things along these lines, I, I always be very careful to say, oh, you know, it's, you, you always say it's from the demonic, but back to the point where Christ liberated before he healed. I, I sometimes think that when we sin, when we stay away from this sacrament of cleansing and liberation and healing, I shared a story of how we bought a home, my wife and I, very early on in our marriage, and you know I didn't have money for a, for a water softener system, and, and the shower heads and the faucets and everything began to get clogged up. The pipes began to narrow with this buildup inside it. And I think when we stay away from God and we sin, those pipes, those arteries, if you will, begin to narrow. How important is this sacrament in terms of those of liberation for those chronic problems that seem to beseech people in their homes? They may not make the connection between the necessity of this sacrament of mercy and the frequency of it and the perpetual and habitual problems that seem to plague them. It's a, a, a really um, powerful point you make, Drew, and it, and it can't be overestimated. Um, th this idea that we're doing God a favor by going to confession is, um, is, is really damaging our spiritual lives. Uh, the power of confession uh, is, as you mentioned, with Father Gabriel Amorth, the chief exorcist in Rome who died a number of years ago, who said, you know, and it's absolutely true. And I can tell you that from from being in deliverance ministry, that the power of confession is it it gives you actual grace and then it gives you sanctifying grace. So so the, the as I mentioned with with Daphne, the the supernatural life that God wants to give us is restored through that sacrament. Actual grace. We actually are given strength. You know, the, 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 it decreases sins in one's life. It corrects bad habits. It increases self-knowledge. It purifies our conscience. It's, it, it strengthens, uh, or it strengthens our will. 
It, it helps us to attain self-control. You know, in, in, it helps us to become more submissive to the Holy Spirit. This is what confession does. And, and if you want to really make Satan angry, you know, go to frequent confession because you've literally saved yourself uh, in so many ways. Uh, his snares, his attacks, his afflictions, and um, in, in, in habitual sin, in sin that we no longer confess, in sin that we have kind of made friends with and said, well, it's, you know, we've written it off. Um, we need to bring all of that to confession and just ask our Lord to continue to enlighten us, uh, illuminate our hearts, our minds, our wills, our intellects, our, our memories, uh, our imaginations with his grace so that we can see the way that he wants us to live. And there are so many voices in our culture today um, demanding our attention and demanding we do one thing or the other, that it's easy to get just buried with, with, um, with all of these voices and, and, and not listen or at least uh, limit how much we listen to the voice of Christ, to the shepherd, to the one who truly loves us and, and, and who truly is, is the only one that can save us. And, and what confession does is it clears all of that out of our, our ears, the things, the, all of those other voices. And, right. and for that moment in time, we're able to really listen to the voice of the shepherd. And I can tell you as a priest, you know, um, you go and you study theology and, and, and you do as best as you can and, and learn everything scriptural, uh, the scriptural reasons and the, the catechism and, uh, and the church fathers. But when you're in the confessional, there's something that happens to the priest too. And the priest, if, if he is open to the, the, the Holy Spirit working through him, and that's usually just him showing up and being there for the penitent, God will use that priest. And I've said things that I don't know where they even came from. And I think many priests will tell you the same story sure. is that, that it really is the power of the Holy Spirit. And it is what people need to hear at that moment. My guest today is Father John Clote. He produced a documentary. If you're enjoying the conversation, we're talking about the Sacrament of Mercy, the Sacrament of Reconciliation. He just premiered his latest documentary called The Miracle Box. Grab a pen and paper. I'm going to tell you how you can get it, okay? It's well worth seeing. It's well worth sharing with others. And when we come back, we'll take your calls. My gratitude to everyone who so patiently is waiting. If you want to get in, we'd love to hear your story about how confession has transformed you, maybe healed you physically or spiritually, what it has done for your relationship or even your relationship with God. We'll take your calls, your questions, your testimonies when we return. You can get in right now at 888-914-911. Stay with us. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. Um, some people think, you know, why do I need a priest? Why go to confession? I just go straight to God. Okay, it's a sacrament. You're going straighter to God than you ever could by going into your room and praying by yourself. And in addition to that sacramental grace that you need, 
to kick the patterns of sin in your life and to be lifted up when you fall in a big way, it's also psychologically healing. When I was a freshman in college, my mom wasn't cleaning up after me anymore and I took a sandwich, put it in my fridge. Six months later, I opened my fridge. My sandwich was like, okay, it had a hairy back and legs. Gross. Uh, when you take something put it in a dark corner, it takes in a life of its own. The same is true of your sin. When you take a sin, put it in a dark corner of your heart, let it sit there. It takes in a life of its own. Guilt can drive us crazy. Don't let that be you. God wants to set you free. People will confess things when they're 70 or 80 that they did when they were 15, 16 years old. Please don't do that to yourself, all right? Confessions are every Saturday, man. You keep messing up again and again. Don't ever let shame hold you back from the mercy of God and from the freedom that He wants to offer you. Uh, one of the 12 steps of AA is to tell someone, that's Alcoholics Anonymous, is to tell someone every sin you've ever committed. Because just getting stuff out into the light of day is so freeing. So you got sacramental grace, you got psychological freedom. You also got an amazing place to hold yourself accountable. Listen, if you really, really want to kick a sin in your life, no pain, no gain. Hmm? The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, that was uh, Chris Stefanik. And if you are just tuning in, great conversation today about the power of the sacrament of reconciliation. I call it the sacrament of mercy, the sacrament of healing. We're talking about confession. And look, who likes going to confession, right? I mean, a lot of people don't like it, and Satan loves to get at your weakness. He loves to play on your pride. He loves to, you know, really try to dissuade you from going there. But uh, as St. Faustina wrote so beautifully in the diary, as Jesus himself said, he's only hidden in that confessional by the priest. That's it. You meet Jesus Christ. My guest today is a Catholic priest. His name's Father John Clote, and um, he produced a, a documentary called The Miracle Box. And it delivers a beautiful message for our time. It, it, it just illuminates the, the message of our Lord in divine mercy. He re talks about St. Faustina and what she's been told. But he also shares compelling, riveting, inspiring stories of God's mercy in, in the life of those who've encountered him in this sacrament. There's, there's never seen before interviews, some really great insights from seasoned confessors, from top theologians. And it is a, uh, it's a, it's a documentary I highly recommend. I have it, and um, when you open your heart to God through this sacrament, uh, grace flows. Your life will be changed. Trust me on that. So, Father Cloak, good to have you back. If people want to get uh, the, the documentary, I'm sure a lot of people are very curious about seeing it and sharing it with their parish. I'm assuming the best place I've been told is Leaflet Online. How do people connect? They can get the, uh, the film right now and. Uh, four or five major distributors, leafletonline.com, um, Amazon, eBay, and then also the Pope Leo Institute, uh, where I'm a, okay. a board member and, and do work with them. So the Pope Leo, uh, the awesome. 13th Institute, uh, leafletonline.com, eBay, Amazon, all of those have the film. Right, do a search for The Miracle Box by Father John Clote. And thank you for doing this. I think uh, the church needs it. I think a lot of lives will be changed. Let's take a call or two. Thank you for your patience, too. Joe is listening in California. Joe, welcome. Thank you so much. Good to be on. Great. Go right hi. ahead, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you so much. I'd like to give my testimony on how the Lord liberated me from a world of drugs. Wow. Yeah, go right ahead, For about Joe. 15 years, thank you, sir. For about 15 years, I secretly did drugs recreationally, like every every other weekend. And I hid it from my family. I'm sure some of my friends knew. 
And I was just tired of that lifestyle. And I kept going to church and I kept going to church and I kept going to confession. And one day, one of my, the pastor from my church said to me, why don't you come to a retreat? We're going to do a retreat of three months. I went to the retreat after about maybe my third visit. I started crying, got very emotional. And I, I admit it, I admit it the first time in my life that I was a drug addict. That was, that was really hard to admit in front of so many strangers. But once I admitted that, I, a big weight came off me. And I finished the retreat. It was a beautiful experience. And I kept going to confession, and I, and I confessed everything to, to, the, to the priest, everything that I had done in the past. Yeah. And I just felt liberated. I felt renewed. I felt clarity in my, my spirit, right. in my mind. And the pastor approached me another time, and he said to me, why don't you come and be a lecturer for us? You have right. a good voice. And I said, me? A lecturer? <laughs> so I started going, and That's I started great. lecturing, and... I felt that I was lost in the desert with nowhere to go. And then God wanted to bring me to the promised land. And I finally got the milk and honey going to confession and taking the blessed Eucharist. Amen. So I'm really thankful to the it. Lord for transforming my life. Hey, Joe, let I'm me ask you. Now. Yeah, how yes, long have you been drug free? How long have you been drug free? Um, for four years, sir. Well, praise God. What a beautiful testimony. Thank you for calling. Father, let me pick up on his point there because, yeah, look, he's doing drugs recreationally. So often people go back, they keep confessing the same sin. Oh, I'm getting high or I drink too much or I gossip or whatever their, their, whatever their sin is, right? Whatever they confess. A lot of times you feel that, I don't know, confession's not working, but there is something. There's a grace that's given to you every time you go that helps you rise above those habitual sins and ultimately helps you conquer it. And we saw that in something as dramatic as drug addiction. Could you speak to that? Well, thank you, Joe. That's a, um, a, a powerful uh, witness. And I want to thank you um, for your humility, because that's really what was the, um, that was the trigger for God to be able to heal you. It, it's your humility. We do, we do not benefit from the sacrament of confession if, if we're not humble, because pride keeps us in darkness. Um, St. Faustina was told this very clearly by our, our, our Lord. Um, she was told the soul neither knows how, nor is it willing to probe with precision the depths of its own misery. It puts on a mask and avoids everything that might bring it recovery. And I think what people realize when they start going to confession with any degree of, of frequency um, certainly not abusing the sacrament, but with any degree of frequency is they realize there's things in their life maybe that they've dealt with or, or uh, issues that they've struggled with. I know this for a fact. I see it constantly. And they say, I don't know what happened, but I don't deal with that anymore. And St. Thomas Aquinas, he says, in the life of the body, a man is sometimes sick. And unless he takes medicine, he will die. Even so, in the spiritual life, a man is sick on account of sin. And for that reason, he needs medicine so that he may be restored to health. And this grace is bestowed in the sacrament of penance. That's St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, the saints throughout, throughout the centuries, the patristics, even in the Didache, um, early in the church, you know, the scriptural foundations of confessions, they're all pointing towards this. 
I think what people um, they make the mistake is that they, they, that they have to be in control of the process, and that's a can be a problem for all of us at some point. Is that when we're not in control of the process, you know, we don't want to risk it. And what our Lord is saying to us is, it's worth the risk. Come into confession, um, be humble, uh, present yourself to me through through my minister, and allow my grace to heal you, to restore you, to to work on those areas of your life where you know the depths of the soul do not know its own misery, like he told Faustina. Because we all put on the masks and we avoid everything that might bring us recovery. And it's just, it's so, our Lord is, you know, our Lord is this, this great psychologist too. I mean, if you look at just the psychological benefits of the, the frequent sacrament, you know, frequent reception of the sacrament of penance, it really contributes to the well-being of, of our mind, not just our soul. You know, it's been called the sacrament of peace. And, and, and it's because it gives us peace of soul. The, the, the most most um, psychologists yeah. will tell you that this it's this mysterious feeling of guilt, this sense of guilt that is a principal source of conflict in the human spirit. It disquiets our mind, you know, it disturbs our will, and um, and it, it's because we lose God's grace through that guilt. We lose God's grace, and so the more deeply we've sinned, the more the more guilt we we incur. And, and that's what mortal sin is. It's the supernatural death of the soul. And we lose that sanctifying grace. You know, you can speak of it as a theologian, but um, I guess what I'm saying through the film and through my own experience is this is, it's real. And I, and I would, for, for all those people that are listening right now, I would beg you, drop the shame and, and the pride and go to confession. You do not need to go to the priest that is your favorite priest or the priest that knows you're your pastor. There's a million different Catholic churches you can go to. Find out the confession times. Go to confession and, and, and give that burden to our Lord. That's why he died on the cross. There's no other reason. He died on the cross for our sins. And if we withhold our sins, he cannot give us the power and the redemption and the restoration that his death promised us because we're holding back uh, through pride, through ignorance, through fear. And so I really want to encourage anybody, especially if you have sins that you feel God can't forgive you or sins that you're too ashamed to confess. I I love that. So beautifully said, Father. Thank you. Let's grab a few more calls. Uh, Eddie is listening in Fort Myers, Florida. Eddie, hi, you're on the air with Father Cloak. Great. Thanks for taking my call. Um, it's funny because he was mentioning psychological. Um, I suffered for a very long time with bipolar depression, long time. Um, and so I was a cradle Catholic. And seven years ago, I decided to come full force back to the church, reconciliation, uh, do my rosaries every evening with uh, Father Rocky. Oh, I can go on and on. But I'm not. So I have not, since I've come back to the church, have not had any depression. I feel very stable. Uh, my life is going in the right direction. Um, you know, I pray every morning to St. Michael. I, I'm very devoted. And uh, it's been, uh, I sure, I, honestly, sometimes I tell my friends it's a miracle. The ones that know me really well. Um, and that's my story. 
I, I love it, Eddie, and I'm going to hold you on that point because we'll move along to some other calls, but there's something about the sacraments, isn't there, Father? I mean, the, so often the sacrament of reconciliation clears away for a worthy reception of the Eucharist. And as you pointed out, as you quoted Aquinas, which is so perfect, this really is the medicine for the soul. And, and, and with anxiety, depression, suicidal rates, there's such a disconnect and lack of trust in the heart of so many people. They're overcome by so much of the world today. I think you find not just healing, but you find profound peace and, and you find where you are meant to be when you tap into these sacraments. I'll let you respond to Eddie. You know, Drew, the um, this goes back to, to something that you, you mentioned earlier with regards to the demonic. Um, the, 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 the power that is in confession is, um, is, is one that uh, it's a prayer of protection uh, because of the graces of, uh, that Christ offers us in that sacrament. It, uh, it heals, it, it justifies, uh, it, it obviously grants pardon for sin. And um, as, as St. Isidore of Seville said, all hope consists in confession. It's, it's in confession where there's a chance of mercy. But with regards to, um, and this is getting back to something I said earlier, you know, we, we want to control the whole process and the whole idea, and St. Faustina lays this out beautifully, it is about trust. It is about you saying, Jesus, you died on the cross for me. You are the Savior. I can't save myself. I, I have list your problems and, and then bring them to our Lord. And, and there, like I said, there is an effect in confession where it, it's a reordering of the soul. And when you reorder the soul, uh, again, many of these other things that we may be struggling with, these persistent uh, thoughts, maybe obsessive thoughts, we literally sever satan's ability to enter into our lives and lay snares for us cause affliction harass us um he hates confession he hates confession and and um if you talk to any priest or person working in uh spiritual deliverance um exorcism they will tell you one of the first things that you do is you get the person back to confession for that for that supernatural life to be restored it's absolutely essential if you've been away look i think there's a reason you're hearing this conversation today and i invite you to to go to that sacrament see if there's confession in your area tomorrow if not i know churches all over the place have them saturday and sometimes sunday before mass you'll be glad you did satan won't be but i'm telling you the grace the healing the blessing that's going to come your way it's restorative it's transforming and I'll tell you, God wants you to, he, he wants to encounter you in that beautiful sacrament. Uh, before I take the break, uh, Terry, I know you've been holding forever in Palm Springs. You're on deck. We'll take a few more calls when we come back. Grab a pen and paper. Father Clote produced a documentary called The Miracle Box, and I, I want you to get plugged into it. Uh, there are so many stories in this documentary from uh, Daphne Gutierrez to what happened in concentration camps. It's to it's, it's great stigmatics like Padre Pio. Uh, this is a must-see, and it's one that will help you fall deeper in love with the, the sacrament and maybe help your kids or somebody else that you love. So we'll fill you in on how to get that. We'll also share with you the four C's of confession given by a great saint, this great saint, Jose Maria Escriva. Share that and much more when I return. Stay with me. 
Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. Well, thanks for joining me today. So good to be with you. And uh, if you missed any part of this conversation, be sure to go to relevantradio.com. You can go to my show page, Drew Mariani's show page. You can download the conversation or stream it. Uh, find all of the podcasts there. But please share this with others. Listen to it again. Uh, and above all, please um, prayerfully consider going back to confession if you haven't been there in a while. There's a great documentary out called The Miracle Box just out by Father John Clote. And um, he, he shares really experiences the healing power of this sacrament You'll hear from priests, you'll hear from penitents, and uh, stories of God's healing grace highlighted really by by people whose lives are forever changed when they decide to repent and enter that confessional, laying down their sins at the foot of Christ and opening their hearts to the healing that he wants to give them. And that's what God is inviting you to today. So I strongly encourage you to, to go ahead and to do that. Father, I want to grab a couple quick calls. I want you to share a few more stories, and um, I also want to share those four Cs. So let me jump right into it with Terry. She's listening in Palm Springs and has been waiting for as long as you've been here. Terry, thank you for your patience. You're on the air with Father Cloak. Oh, you're so welcome. You know, I started to go to monthly confession when I was listening to Morning Air and John Harper was on. And he would talk about going every two weeks. And I remember sitting there thinking, this guy is really holy. If he's going every two weeks, I should go at least once a month. So That's I started so going, and the funny thing is, uh, when I when I first went, and I'm a daily mass goer, and you mm. know, so I, you know, I was thinking, oh well. But I prayed for the right confessor. I was, yep. you know, there are always a number of priests confessing, and I, I just I just cannot begin to tell you how life changing it has been for me. And it's given me so much insight into some of those habitual sins that right. that I wanted to get rid of. And I really am embarrassed yeah. to tell you, after all those years of saying, I firmly resolve with the help of thy grace, it never occurred to me to ask Jesus to help me get rid of my sins. Yeah. I just thought, okay, I'm just throwing it out there and asking for forgiveness. But that has been so... Um, gratifying to me is that I cannot get rid of this sin without your help. But the funny thing is I also notice when I tell people I'm going to confession, they look at me like I'm a big square or something. And um, I think that that, uh, if people really took a chance, and you're right, it it is Jesus. And if you can really think this is Jesus talking to me in the under this person's appearance and voice yeah. because yeah. he knows what I need. So I really am behind your um, push to encourage people to go to confession. And it goes right along with the divine mercy. You just don't know how much mercy I have for you. But Amen to that. Terry, i got to hold you right there. I, I want to let Father respond because I have a few moments left. I'm going to grab a few more calls here too. I, I love what she says uh, there, Father. I thought I thought her her testimony was was powerful and, and and right on. I know that you and I've had conversations personally about how you go to confession on a very regular basis and how you go back actually through your life. And the more you go to confession, the more that it seems the Holy Spirit seems to open up to you 
so that you can really go back and, and confess even some of those most forgotten sins. Maybe you can speak to that and what Terry just said. Yeah, Drew, it's, it's one of the things is if, you, if you're looking at confession as just a, uh, a, a laundry list uh, that you take into a little box and, and recite and gets your, your holy card stamped, that's a mistake. Uh, look at it instead as you um, being thirsty spiritually um, and going into the most pure water, the most overflowing fountain of grace and having as much uh, as you want. And, and what that water, what that grace does, uh, it inebriates your soul with the life, the divine life of God. And when, when we can't see these things, we have to depend on uh, God's grace and just trusting that his words are true, that yeah. the, the magisterium teaching of the church is, is directing us uh, towards salvation, which it is, and the, the 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 graces that come from it. Again, I think it comes down to um, people don't recognize maybe the the the, the uh, they feel the effects of yeah. the sin and the snares in their life, but they don't they don't recognize always how to fix it. And 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 and, and confession, you don't have to know how to fix it. You just ask God's grace to come into those areas of your life. And like I said, it does give you, when I, when I read that list of things that it does for you, it increases self-knowledge and it purifies our conscience. So we see these are the areas I need to work on with God's grace, and he will strengthen our will also through that sacrament. Yeah. Uh, Mary is listening in Michigan. She wants to share her story with you, Father. Hi, Mary. Hi, um, I just wanted to share my story because I had an amazing confession that changed my life and my husband's life. Um, after years of uh, abuse, and my husband was an alcoholic, I um, I was at my wit's end. I didn't know what to do, and so I went filed for divorce. Well, I didn't file for divorce. I went to the lawyer, got the papers, and God just kept. I knew it wasn't right. I didn't want to sign the papers. So a visiting priest came. I asked if he could hear my confession. I told him the story, and he said, have, he said, have mercy, have mercy on him. I said, oh, well, what does that mean? He said, well, have him talk to a priest. So I went home. I talked to him, and he said, I want to talk to that priest. So he went, went to confession to him. Then we started meeting with him, and our life has changed. We're happily married now, and oh, it's God. just a miracle. Mary, thank you. What a beautiful testimony. As John, as we, uh, Father Claude, as we started the conversation here today, uh, miracles are incessantly um, uh, encountered in this sacrament over and over again, whether it's physical, like uh, Daphne Gutierrez, whether it is somebody trapped in a life of habitual sin or even marriages being healed. I, I just love it. God wants to heal. He wants to shower his grace upon us. We only have a few moments left. And, and you know, I know in, in your film, uh, Father, there are stories of a woman who had three abortions. Uh, there is a commandant from a, from a concentration camp that encountered mercy in, in the sacrament. So much more. We only have a few moments left. Let me give you the final moment or two here just to share what you would like, yeah, whatever story you'd like or, or whatever message you'd like to leave with us. Of course, St. Jose Maria Escriva has those four C's at confession. I know uh, you wanted to share those as well. I'd just like to say that 
Um, Drew, first of all, thanks for having me on today. And this is so, so important. And I, I just, I just want to encourage you, if you are listening to this and you feel God nudging you towards going to confession, no matter how long or short it's been since your last confession, and, um, and you have something, trust our Lord, trust Jesus Christ. He's worthy of your trust. Um, Pope Benedict XVI, when he visited the United States in 2008, said that we needed to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, similar to a new Pentecost. But he said for that to happen, that we must return to the appreciation and the frequent reception of confession. And so if you go back, there's four C's this great saint, St. Jose Maria Escriva, uh, recommended. And it's just the four C's, concise, concrete, clear, and complete confession. So you just go in, don't use too many words, just say with humility your sins, your omissions, um, without overextending yourself too much. Concrete, make it a concrete, without generalities, you know, be straightforward, um, declare your situation and, and, and um, with, with humility and directness, make it clear. In other words, just be transparent in order to be understood. Um, declare the precise salts. Uh, precision is really important. Not not to beat yourself up so much, but to, it helps you understand the areas where you need um, God's grace and growth and holiness. And then complete. Just make it with integrity, without shame. Don't hold anything back, and leave the rest to our Lord. And I promise you, I promise you, Jesus Christ is in that sacrament. That's my uh, well, Father Cloth. Thank you. Check out his latest documentary, The Miracle Box. You can find it online. May God bless you.